Welcome to the Life Well Done Podcast. Optimizing physical, mental, and emotional being. Challenge plus change equals growth. Welcome back to the Life Well Done Podcast. I have a returning guest today I'm super pumped about, a good friend of mine. Y'all probably already know who I'm talking about. Um, but before we dive into this, just as a quick reminder that the website is live and ready to roll. If you are into getting that summer body ready or you have some performance goals that you're looking for, you've tried every program under the sun and it's just not working for you, let me see if I can help you out. Uh, talk about nutrition, programming, how to move in the gym and achieve your fitness goals, but also get your mind right and, and take on that challenge in life. Um, so be sure to head over to lifewelldone.com if you don't want to do that and find the podcast, blogs, and a whole bunch of other stuff over there. Be sure to reach out to me on Instagram at lifewelldone and we can kind of get things moving from there. Um, but getting into today's guest, I'm back with Rudy, a great friend of mine, and he is the host of Zen Teachings, uh, always providing great content and uh, inspiration and motivation for challenging you to be your best self and challenge you to think about the way you're living your life. And uh, I always appreciate it. It's a grounding experience every day that he posts. And um, I know he's doing a lot of great things and is interested in helping everybody. So uh, Rudy, welcome back. Great to have you back with me. Thanks, man. It's good to actually be here. We've been trying this for what, a couple months now? It life, like. life is, uh, we're both being spread in a whole bunch of different directions. And we got a lot of things going on in personal life, which is exciting for all of us. Um, but then just work. No, work life, always happens life right? is busy you got work you got everything else going on um we have all these conversations you know on a daily basis i'm fortunate enough to run into you all the time and so we uh we have these great talks like hey we should have recorded that you know and we didn't so now we're actually getting there is that our are we picking up i think we're picking up are we good let's move this closer to you yeah well we'll be good all right so <laughs> what i was thinking um we've been talking a lot I've had a lot of experiences, a couple in my actual you know, daily life, people that I run into, and a couple of people reaching out through the site. But over the past, I'd say month and a half or so, I've had like four or five people going through some, what I would call regular breakups. Yeah, I mean, it happens. I've been through multiple relationships in my life. Um, sometimes I'm the one doing the breaking up. Sometimes I get dumped like anybody else, and it sucks, <laughs> you know? And I've had these people that are just wrecked, man. And I guess what I what we had discussed, what we want to talk about is is why is that? I mean, you know, I mean, every song, if you break down music, you got two categories. Either I'm so great or it's a love song. I mean, those are the only two categories. Of <laughs> or music. how great my weed is. Uh... Right. Well, that, yeah, like, I'm so awesome. Or like, or, or you're lamenting some loss. I mean, so it's not uncommon. This is going to happen to you if you are in the dating world. Sure. Um, I kind of, you know, we, I want your insight on what is going on. I mean, like, why, why are people... Well, we talked about this a little bit just before we press record. Um, and I, I'm laughing because what you, know, you call regular breakup, I can only imagine a couple of years ago what you were, like, looking at me going, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? <laughs> um, but, and we'll dive into it, and, and it's, it's never a perfect situation, I don't think, but uh, I was somebody that I think I knew what the answer was. Uh, I was looking for the guidance, and luckily we crossed paths. And I, I, I'll always be, you know, eternally grateful for you because you kind of slapped me across the face as a friend should do, and uh, loved me with honesty, which which was awesome. But in the particular situation that I'm talking about, and I know you know exactly what I'm talking about, uh, I was kind of 
my I was defined by somebody else, and it wasn't the first time it happened. It just so happened that I crossed paths with you to point that out. Um, and then I think I knew what the answer was, but it was a matter of putting the work in. And we literally just talked about, uh, you know, why why do people get in this situation? And and I personally think that just some people don't like the idea of what work and pain do. But as a lot of people much more successful or influential, whatever you want to say, than I am, maybe you are. Um, but we have our own experiences that the reward or the, I'm not sure what word I'm trying to look for here, but on the other side of that pain and hard work is just more growth and in a better way of living and feeling about self. But that's exactly what it is. It's, we have it written down here, attachment, your self-worth defined by things, people, instead of who your true self is, who you want to be. Uh, and to me, it's just like anything else, it just takes hard work for you. Um, and understanding that a lot of it has to be internal. Um, you have to put yourself in position to do some tough things to gain some confidence and also lean on people around you that have your best interests, right? So I think that a lot of people are just misdirected. Uh, they have a misunderstanding of what it takes to kind of grow themselves. But then also people maybe are just ignorant to the fact that they are attached to fulfillment and outcome and result and people as a defining factor of who am I? See, and I think, I mean, that's all spot on. I agree. What I'm sensing, though, what really bothers me is this. And I, and I get flack all the time on some of my posts because I'm not always nice. I'm not, I mean, I'm not the one who's going to tell you all the time you're perfect how you are. Oh, nothing's not, hold, wrong. hold on. You're not not nice. You're just giving people their, the, sure. the truth, the truth serum. And people often mis, are misguided that truth is That's hateful. true. And that that's true. And and the thing is is that I'm not gonna tell you you're perfect, but that doesn't mean you don't have value. You know, I mean like you, you are valuable as an individual. What my fear sometimes comes across is that you think that you're so good that you don't need to improve and then that's where no growth happens. But what I'm seeing is is people really are just they, they define completely. Like their value comes externally based on does this person love me am i with this person and without them they just like don't want to be here you know and i find that to be just disturbing you know i mean there's the specific person i'm thinking of was in a relationship you know four months or so which i'm not i'm not saying that's nothing i mean like i've had four month relationships that have broken my heart that i'm still not over you know right. i still think about my high school girlfriend um you know, I'm not saying that it's it doesn't happen or that I'm even immune to it, but she's now saying, no, I'm never going to meet a guy. You know, I'm not going to be able to, to live. He was the most perfect guy. Yeah. Catastrophizing it's everything. Just, it's just yeah. too much, man. I mean, like, and I think that a lot of, you know, from, from what I'm hearing and my perspective is that, you know, and, and it does, I can circle everything back to meditation one way or another, but like, but knowing yourself and knowing who you are. And I think that a lot of times, you know, we fall in love. And I only say this from, you know, my years on this earth and going through it and hearing it. But I mean, we oftentimes fall in love with who we think somebody is, not who they actually are. And then certainly when the relationship is over, you look through rose-colored lenses. I mean, you, you go back and you don't think about all of the miserable times or the fights or the whatever. Mm -hmm. Or let's, I mean, if you take it even a step further, it was great. And then the person just all of a sudden isn't in you anymore yeah. for whatever reason. I mean, I shared with you a personal story. I was dating a girl who just out of the blue just dumped me. And yeah. it was, there was no reason that I was aware of nothing. I could 
there's nothing I can come up with you right. know why I mean she lied nothing about changed or whatever. you know oh I'm just it's just not working but there was no obvious reason anything shouldn't be working and it was terrible it was heartbreaking but to me like the funny part is like we're talking about relationships but relationship could be kind of all encompassing to career to living space to oh, yeah, yeah. friendship to romantic relationship to how you work out like all these things are kind of relationship in different ways but uh, attaching yourself to one thing I forget what I was listening to but they were talking about basically this whole like the attachment in in good and bad the crest in the wave or the crest in the trough of a wave right and it's kind of as goes for anything but the the reason you feel a lot of this pain is because of the attachment right versus like okay this thing has come to an end it's time to accept move through and continue on and that doesn't always, like you just said doesn't always mean that it takes it's one day one night one hour it could be years you could you could still have a love for somebody something but still also move forward and develop new relationship or new experience whatever insert any word you want there and and still have that past as like a that was really great sometimes it still hurts you know like i go back to hockey it still really hurts that I didn't win the national title with my teammates, my some of my best friends. But I've become more accepting of that situation and started to accept that that particular situation has propelled me through a lot of big pain, but also really big change in finding out who I want to be and who I am. And I think you said, you mentioned true self. I've struggled with that finding, like, what is true self? Well, it doesn't have to be one sentence that defines you. And it doesn't have to be one sentence that defines you forever. It can be something that in this moment, this is who I want to be. Here's who I am. How do I get the two to mesh? And then everything's always changing, right? So the girl that you were in love with that just out of the blue dumped you, something could have changed. It could have been in change. Everything's always evolving. And sometimes we grow separate of things or people. And we attach to that as a way of saying like, I have no worth. There's nothing left well, for me. There's no other person on planet for me to love and be with that will complete. Well, I think that the biggest thing there, man, if you really believe that, I think that that means you are lacking love for yourself. You oh, know? Yeah. I mean, um, and you, I'm talking general pronoun. Sure. Brian, yeah. yeah. Right but well, I'm you're right about you, that, though. If you don't know who you are and you don't know and, and you don't have this self-knowledge, then you're going to look to anything. You mentioned job, career, the, um, the right number in the bank account. You know the prettiest girl the the best looking guy whatever it is you know and that's going to be your validation you know and and as long as you're depending on that external source then you're damned to go through this and then it can wreck you you know um nothing <laughs> should should affect you like that if you if you know who you are regardless of what's going on so i always say you know it's not about reacting it's not about not feeling it's about responding well, you know, and being who you want to be when you want to be that person. If you know who that is, no matter what happens, it's it's inhuman to say you're not going to attach. It's not realistic. Sure. And it's not even advisable. I mean, I'm not I don't think that you should not be attached to to certain people, to certain things, but you can't be attached to the point that you only see your value in a mirror of that person or thing. So then almost it's it's not the attachment that we're worried about, it's the ability to let go. To let go. You should be as attached. I mean, I, I think you should be as attached as you can be. But when it's time to not be, you are able to let go without catastrophic pain. Sure. Yeah. Well, and like, right, we've, we've talked about this in previous uh, episodes. You and I have talked about it together of like, 
you don't have good without bad, right? The yin and the yang. There, there are balancing forces in the universe, whatever you want to call the higher power, if you believe in that, fine. But there are balancing forces. This is the wave, the crest and the trough. Mm-hmm. Like all these things come and go and it's always just a matter of like your ability to flow. And it doesn't mean that things aren't going to be hard or painful or whatever, but they also know that water comes back, right? Uh, I think it was, it was like Alan Watts, right? I'm sure you're familiar. Alan Watts yeah. talks, right? And he, I was listening to something that he recorded at some point, and it was like water always returns to, to level, right? You can take a knife and you can stab water. Water doesn't get hurt. It just takes form. It makes room and takes form, and then it just adjusts to whatever it has to. But here's the thing with that. I mean, that's absolutely spot on. But when you get in that spot, when you're in, in the trough and you're, and you're depressed, it's like if you stare at the ground and you're, you're walking through the dirt, and you're staring at the ground, all you're going to see is dirt. You're not going to see the forest around you. You're not going to see the world around you. And, like, I think that people, you know, if they need to reach out to somebody or talk to somebody, reach out to your friends, you can get so myopic in thinking that because you feel pain right now, and it's real pain, and please don't take this as me saying it's not. I mean, or saying that that it doesn't actually hurt or that. Sure. It does. But you have to understand that you had a whole life before that, you're going to have a life after it unless you do something extremely stupid and you're not defined by whatever this experience is. So if you had won that championship, I've won fights, I've lost fights, you know what I mean? Like, and then you, you feel great about it, but that's still just a thing. I mean, it's, it's one time. Like I remember the first time I ever won a belt fighting, I felt awesome. In that moment, you got the crowd chanting your name. You just <laughs> want to fight. I mean, like, you know, that's, unbelievable good of course feeling. they were chanting rudy yeah yeah i mean because it's you know the uh that movie's been one of the veins of my existence that rudolph the red-nosed reindeer at christmas but um you know fine but like a week later you can't live in the past either you know i mean you can't go back and keep thinking about that you can look back and smile sure you can look back, but you can't you could take the lesson and move forward with right it. you have to or else you become it well, might be before even, even the high tide returns to level yeah right and that's yeah. the purpose of it it's it's, it's the ebbs and flows of you need, whatever cliche you need to put in there it's that uh i'm thinking of my experience at my block one for power athlete uh we had a they always have a guest speaker at right there and ours was john howard who is a relationship guru um therapist and he was talking to us about the importance of relationship. And, you know, at first you're kind of like, well, we're strength conditioning right now. But then you think about well, whether you're with a team, you're with an individual client, it's virtual. What are you doing? You are evolving a relationship. And, uh, you know, there's some funny things, the belly to belly stuff. But the things he was saying was basically it takes very intentional work and something that I struggle with and I think I, don't, I mean it helps but it doesn't always make me move super fast through certain things but if somebody decides that this is the re- direction they want to go in and it doesn't it's not us together it's also one of those things you look at and go they, they aren't willing to work with you to make this thing better either so you have to take the what's worth getting involved in uh, you know if if you and I are trying to make our friendship better well it takes work on both ends it takes conscious effort and it takes going through some hard conversations and it takes some evolution of like, Rudy, you do this and I would appreciate if we did it this way or tried it this way or compromise. And a lot of people aren't, don't, they don't have the, the true, the North star of themselves. They don't have the self love to, to be able to have that open and honest conversation. And I'm not going to sit here and go, 
I know exactly who I am, I know exactly what I want, but I have evolved significantly in the last few years in that, in that arena, and that allows me to go tell somebody like, hey, I really like you, but I also have this over here that I'm not over yet. And it's a matter of you get to make the decision now. I'm not telling you that I'm not. It's not. It's not worth investing in this, this place. But you also need to know that I'm dealing with this over here as well. And I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Well, and there's an honesty component of, of being when you are able to be honest. You have to be really honest with self. Yeah. Honest with yourself. I mean, you just. You, that's what I was going to jump in on. It's honest. Yes, you got to tell somebody what's going on. You've got to have your open and honesty in your relationship. But I think, I like your analogy of like using like the North Star. I think people know sometimes what their North Star is. Sometimes they do. But they want so, they hate being alone so much that they try to pretend that somebody else is that North Star. And you start describing all of these traits, all these, all these um, qualities that you see in this ideal person. You know, and, and you start seeing them and placing them on something. And I've always said, you know, people people talk a lot. The best way to tell if somebody is actually your friend is how, how do they act? You know, don't pay too many attention to the words. Look at what people do, you know. Sure. And so it's just, it's one of those situations where people can, they're so blind because they want so badly not to be by themselves, which comes down to what? I mean, self-acceptance, not loving yourself, not being okay on your own. Yeah, I'm not good enough. So you got to validate, and then we go back to the validation, you know, and you're looking for that external validation, but you can't, no matter what, I mean, A is A, it can't be B, no matter how bad you want it to be B. You've got to accept reality for what it is. And I think that sometimes, you know, if you're in a relationship and somebody is not into you or whatever, and if you accept the, the reality of that, and you should be okay letting that go. What happens is we get stuck in these loops, these negative loops, we're like, oh, but it was so good, if we only change that, and now you're trying to make A, B, and that doesn't work in a logical, rational universe, it doesn't happen. You've got to accept what is. You know what's funny, I'm thinking about, it. we're sitting in the exact same spots that last time we were gonna podcast, and we got talking, and we're like, oh shit, we've lost all time. So we didn't get to actually podcast, but we were talking about a couple of personal issues back and forth that we're having in life right now and my in my case right now I'm, I'm almost like I don't really even want to date it's hard pressed for me to get involved with anybody and I've had the opportunity to and I'm just like I kind of like being alone right now but then we started breaking that down and there's a combination of like I'm actually really enjoying the the alone time and the ability to challenge myself and really put myself in the position that I want to be in where I feel ready quote unquote ready and you pointed out that well when are you really going to be ready you know so you, you have there's a fine line between the just keeping on the wave like the trough and, and, the, and the crest of it right so are you really ever ready to be in a relationship mm, probably not but that person may add some kind of value that allows you to grow and you just hope that if this is the person you're choosing again quote unquote for life that you grow together and you both are committed to accepting that both people are going to have their own path but you want to take it together and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but the attachment there is i'm investing in but if it doesn't work i'm okay without but you also pointed out that when are you really ready so at some point you do have to take that risk if that's what you want um and it's it's just that fine line it's just it's not you don't have to find somebody you can perfectly perfectly find i don't care what you do i mean you can do whatever you want you can find somebody 
for short relationships, for yeah. one night relationships. You can get married tomorrow. You can be single forever. But as long as it's what you want to do, you know, I mean, like, and, and it's okay if that changes. It's going to evolve. Like, I think somebody who's the same, I think Ali said, if you're the same at 30 as you are at 20, that's a man who's wasted 10 years of his life or something like that. I think that was Muhammad Ali. It's not me anyway. <laughs> Um, but it's very true, you know. Um, just if it was him, it's just a mediocre boxer, not nothing like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, so you're you're what you want to change, but what you've got to do is whatever is true to that, you know. And that, that's that's kind of that, that's really I think what it what it comes down to, you know. And not in terms of being ready, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just like. It's like people come in to you and they want to work out with you. Like, well, Brian's a really tough trainer. So I'm going to get in a little bit better shape and then I'm going to start training with him. You know, or it's, it's like, you know, it's like, all right. It's my, gonna, my hold up in coming to martial arts. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get better. Let me work on flexibility. Then I'll come do martial arts right. so I can kick. I mean, like, no, just come do martial arts right. and we'll modify. You know, we're sitting in a, in a box right now. I mean, you know, every workout can be modified. Everything can be right. modified. Just like, and, and it, it works with relationships too. I mean, when you're when you're ready, you just you just do the best you can. I mean, that's that's really all it is. Yeah, I agree. And, and the ready thing is such a funny aspect of it because we always think of deficit, right? The breakup, but also getting involved is a really interesting experience too. And whatever it might be, it might be martial arts or a personal trainer. It might be romantic. It might be a friendship. It could be a relationship with a new location you're living in. Uh, there are hardships in both things. Uh, me getting into martial arts and working with you, uh, what's the hardship there? I'm brand new to this. I know nothing. And the fact that ego can play into that can make it a really painful experience versus if I just sit there and go, I am not attached to who I am right now. I'm, I'm attached to the experience of growing and learning. I'm going to have a much better experience. I'm probably going to pick things up much quicker and more effectively. And the kind of same thing is like, let me just see what the world and the universe and these experiences, good or bad, are going to provide for me to propel me forward. It's going to change well, me in some way and open an a door to the next thing. And we have, as human beings, I mean, as you say that, I've got a, I've got a confession too. I mean, I look at working out and training with you. There's certain things. I think it was last week you were fixing my squat and how I held the bar. And I've got it's kind of a blessing and a curse. I can move a decent amount of weight by virtue of just being strong, not because I have any technique at all. You know, I, it's like, I have no, there's no technique there. There are some people in the world that you look at and go, I don't understand how they're moving that, but they can, and, and you're one of those people. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, because it's more than a lot of people, I think it's fine, <laughs> leave me alone. You know, but, yeah. but the fact is, because I'm, I, I guess I'm not willing to, and I guess just we're talking out loud and thinking about it, to humble myself and go back to basics. You know, I've noticed a lot of your posts, you talk about rebuilding the ground up yeah. and, and going back, even if it's just the bar, you know, and learning to do it right. Because I, we often joke like, God, if I did this right, imagine what I could move, you know. And you can't. And it's, you can still go back and do yeah, it right. No, and, and, you know, and like I it's a fun have part. to do it. Follow my own my own preaching and, and yours. You know, I mean, we have to just do it. But it just it sneaks into your life. And I think what it is, is obviously it happens with you with martial arts, me with proper lifting. Um, so it's not that I'm sitting here saying that we got to figure it out, but but what it is is there's like this aversion to work. And I think when you find yourself wrecked because you didn't get that job or because that person left you or because they didn't go out with you, 
Like you're you're staying away from the work and you're not figuring out what's wrong with you. What is your issue that you need that so bad? Why do I need to be able to move the most weight in the room to feel worth anything to the extent that I would have improper form, you know, and still have that that pride of like, well, it's still more sure. poundage than this person. When it's, it's funny, I was just talking to another friend of ours this morning and talking about what my take, the CrossFit Open just uh, was completed, or I completed at least, uh, some people still have some time left, but uh, for me, one of the big takeaways, I had several takeaways and they were great. It was a great experience. And anybody that's heard me talk, I'm not a particular fan of CrossFit. I think it's a good, not great thing. Um, or how it's used could be improved. But I took, I decided to jump in for the community aspect and just, you know, do something different, challenge myself in a different way and just see where I'm at. And my biggest takeaway was that the fact that I've been focusing on just moving really well and doing the basics allowed me to perform a lot better than I thought, but I think it surprised other people, and that was not what it was about at all. Let's get that out of the way, but it was very much just like a my ability to say like, well, what what can I still do? Do I need to be doing this to be able to do it, or can I take care of the fundamentals and still be able to perform some perform those fundamentals dynamically? Right now, I'm, now I'm preaching exactly what I preach from high school kids to the younger athletes that I work with, like. All sport is, is performing fundamentals in an incredibly dynamic level, right? Like that's what elite athletes do. Boxers, they don't really do anything that crazy, but if they do, it's because they have this level of fundamental uh, exploration and they have an ability to express it so dynamically that an amateur can't keep up. They do it faster, they do it more accurately, precise, whatever the words are for that particular thing. And it's kind of the same, everything in life's the same. It's just labeled differently. Well, specifically in martial arts, that's called Mushen. You know, same thing. Sugar Ray Leonard said when he knew it was time for him to retire when he started seeing the other person's punches. Because for his entire career, he just react. You know, he, he would respond to what was coming, the energy. He would sense energy move. And, Which is and wild. So, so if I... And it's the same... It's one of the things I love about sparring, about fighting, is that in that, if you can do it well and not get hurt, is in that moment, you've got to be in the moment. You know, if I'm thinking about what I did at work today or what I'm going to eat after, I'm going to get punched in the face. That's right. going to be, it's not going to work. Right. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure, like I didn't play hockey, like, but it's like, but the, uh, you know, you can't be thinking about left skate, right skate, left skate, right skate. If you, you, know, you just have to go. And all, that, all that work has right. to be done. Yeah. And that, I think, you know, translates, and which is why I'm such a fan of, of sports and everything else in terms of a, the, a training ground for life, is that it translates into who you are. You can't be trying to figure out left skate, right skate, left leg, right skate in the middle of the game, just like you can't be trying to figure out who you are in the middle of, of forging a relationship or starting a new right. job or whatever you kind of have to that's got to be your primary goal that's the most important job you'll ever have is knowing who you are how you can be the best manifestation of that person and it's not that it's the same at 20 as is at 30 or is at 40 but you've always got to keep an eye there because if you're not then you can't you're not able to be you're not able to be positive for the people that are in your life. You're not able to bring your best for self to the people that need you, that do love you, that do depend on you, or bring your best self to your job or to your... So there's essentially, regardless of situation, a level of self-awareness that will always have to be present. It has to be. Uh, yeah. And, and to me, like, 
I've felt like I've gotten closer to being, you know, I've evolved with self-awareness. I think you would attest to that. Like I'm, I'm a very different person than I was two or three or whatever, how many years ago it was that we really connected as friends. Um, but I've also evolved and then gotten involved with people or things where I've lost sight of that. And it's funny because just in the last few weeks, I've shred myself so thin that I haven't been meditating. But luckily, I picked up running, and that's become my new meditation. And um, and really what I mean by meditation is just my ability to go out and do something for me, to challenge myself, to feel my ability to clear thought and understand thought and just think. Um, and then the other day, I was just like, you know what? I feel run down. I haven't, you know, running can take its toll on you, obviously. And it was like, as much as that's been good for me, I need to sit. I need to sit and re-energize well, I, and bring myself back. Let me back. interject really quick. I just, before Uh-oh. we started recording, or maybe even in this recording, I don't remember now. Um, I said that I'm really inspired by the running. But my meditation, I, I, that's not meditation. It's maybe meditative. That's, you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But, and that's why I tried to correct myself. I knew you would correct it. But like what I mean by, what I mean by meditation no, is that I, it's, I it's my alone time to go... This is just me taking just care of me. Yeah, no, I, I knew you were going to correct that because that's why I tried to explain it. Um, and but you're absolutely right because the other day I was like, uh, the running's working in a lot of ways for in a, a lot of ways and a lot of reasons. But I lost the practice of meditation, and it's important for me to have that in my life, whether it's every day or if it's a couple times a week, to just continually come back to me and a focus and a different kind of awareness because well, even running that i mean like i know some people find that in gardening you know what i mean some people find it in running i find it doing forms in the dojo i find it going in and doing just a basic leg workout right yeah you know i mean like you know and just like with these these things where you can kind of go on autopilot and um you don't have to focus on the detail of every single thing that's good for for clearing the mind you know um so I mean, I think that the running. I mean, I'm not. I'm not taking it well. I was kind of just teasing. No. You. Oh yeah. No, not, I got you. Yeah. I, no, I think it's. But it's. A great it, but to me, like alone. the meditation, as much as it's mental, it's it's body restorative. I mean, like when you actually sit and feel everything, and to me, that's what I've really kind of chosen my meditation practice to be about. Not so much about not thinking or anything like that but about feeling where my body is in space and my relationship to nature and and then also just allowing things to flow you know if i'm thinking it's not i'm not fighting them i'm just letting the thoughts come and go and then i come back to my breathing and all these things that are happening and running's been great but it's been also really taxing physically so it's it's important for me now to create this balance and i might pick up yoga a little bit and uh, just really finding out what really makes me or allows me to be the best version of myself. And my whole point in bringing up the running and meditation was that I realized that I was I was running down and the run wasn't the right thing for me. So I had to go to a different practice. And for me, it was like, go go back or incur- in continue your meditative practice. And I felt so much better. And I only sat for like eight minutes. It was a quick thing, but I just slowed down and I felt like re-energized. And to me, that's it's important because I lost track of it, but now I'm so much quicker to go, you're losing your self-awareness because you're putting too much time into your work, into working out, into other people, and all of those things are really important to me. Nothing's ever gonna be more important than me taking care of me. And I've, I've experienced the losing, losing the track of taking care of self. And so now the fact that I'm, I'm really proud of that 
I recognized that and I just pressed pause. And I was like, nope, whoever I'm, you know, I, I don't even remember where I was going. I was like, I'll be a little bit late. I need, that no explanation needed, but for me, I was like, I need to sit. I want to sit. I need to find something to come ground myself to and move forward. And it so was- So what's your experience after you do that? How do you feel once you've done, say you take your five minutes or whatever it is? There's just a calmness. There's an awareness, man. Like. It's the ability to, to control chaos, essentially. And I, I've been using this with a lot of people where I say chaos breeds order, right? You have the chaos is the struggle. It's the, it's the bad time that once you work through, there's order, there's happiness, there's joy, you know, whatever you're trying to describe there, there's the reward and that the next door opening, whatever it might be. And for me, that ability to come back and say, you've lost track of self, that's what that, what, that's what that practice does for me now. It, it's my opportunity to regain control or a contact with self, with the inner being of Brian and not be married to work or Rudy or whoever, you know, if I'm hanging out with somebody or workouts, it's my time to sit there and go, just be, just be free of time, free of stress and just allow things to be, including self. And, and for me, when I come out of it, I'm a different person. I'm a calmer person. I'm a more clear person. I notice my breath is much deeper, which also kind of allows you to control situation, not react poorly in situations. You've said that before where we want to be able to react really well in situations when they arise because they will, but without this grounding, this baseline, if you don't come back to it and practice being there with it, the being situation, you will always lose control. And well, that, yeah, that's a really important thing to me now. Respond well in a vacuum. You need to have some idea of, of who you are first. Yeah. And that's what everything to me just keeps coming back to that. Um, and really knowing who you are in order to, from that, base whether or not you responded well or not. I mean, cause yeah, yeah, you need to have some kind of baseline. Um, bringing it back around, I mean, what do you... What is your, I've, I've given a lot, I had a lot of talks on this. I mean, how do you feel based on where you were two, three years ago in that situation with that person, you know, and then like how you are now, what's the biggest difference? In your oh life? man, this is, this is a fun answer. Uh, this is a fun question. I'm not sure what the answer is going to sound like. For me, it's, it's, uh, I talked about this morning. I allow things. You know, I'm in some uncomfortable situations. I've been taking on a lot of new tasks where generally my anxiety would rip me apart. And even as, and it, sometimes it still does. And I find pleasure in it when I'm like, yeah, you're super fucking uncomfortable. You're not handling the situation well, but just find a way through it because when it's over, you're gonna use this reflection. You're gonna go, uh. And what I'm really referring to, the last big thing was my block one where I, dude, I definitely, I thought I did not pass that exam, that testing, the whole weekend of testing, not because I didn't think I was good enough or because I didn't know the information, it's because my anxiety ripped me apart and I allowed it to, and I, I just, I lost the ability to be there and allow my talent, my hard work from past to show up and allow me to be, do what I do well. And it was funny, because when I, like, when they told me I passed, I was like, what? Like I, I like I, I thought I bombed in a way that was like I know exactly what I did I know why I did it wrong and it wasn't I wasn't gonna be I was gonna be upset because I was passionate about it but I wasn't gonna be upset because I was like you 
you didn't do you didn't do well enough and you know you can um, but now I just kind of accept things the the uncomfortable situations you know I don't panic I'm not trying to rush things there will be opportunity you set the intention you work hard you do the best job where you're at and you keep talking to people you just keep trying new things and these things continue doors continue to open up and they're nothing's ever really as fast as we want to right I want I want tomorrow yesterday but things are just growing and growing and growing to the point where like I might be in over my head not because like it's a bad thing but like oh shit I may have created too much at once and I don't know how to handle it but there's pleasure in that overwhelm and so now I look at a lot of these hard difficult moments where I'm like this is fucking cool this is really good shit and it doesn't feel good but I know that at some point I'm gonna go yeah, this was, a, this was a data point for me to experience and grow and be able to help more people, including myself, and to look at the next challenge and go, yeah, it's a big deal, but it's not nearly as big a deal as it used to be. Uh, you know, like just, there's more confidence, there's more belief, belief in self, and that's the thing I've been craving now. I talked about with Darren, my last guest, of like, we find ourselves now enjoying the discomfort versus before you know a year ago six months ago i've been like oh, fuck that dude. i don't want any part of that and now what did i tell you like i wanted to work with because of schedule i mean partially because of schedule partially because i'm insecure i want to work with you one-on-one -on -one with martial arts but the night that you were here there's a bunch of people around i was like dude just teach me something i didn't care who was around i just want to take the first step and like at least touch the water and feel like what be coached be coached in something I have no clue what it's about and the funniest part for me was that there were people surrounding me people right there putting their two cents in and although I heard it I did not listen to it I was very like what is Rudy telling me to do and I could still feel some insecurity but I was like let the insecurity go be there right here and just try to do what he's telling you it doesn't need to be perfect it's day one it's one experience and to me now that these things are happening, um, I continue to evolve at a pace that I never thought was possible. But I also look at things and go, I don't know, I'm just ready for the next thing. I'm, I'm excited about where I'm at and I'm ready for the next thing and just keep building and going and developing the true self. And you said something a little bit earlier and it's, you know, a lot of people say like, you don't wanna die on your deathbed regretting not doing something. I don't really take it that far. I take it in, the, I take it in this thought process. I don't want to die one day not knowing who I really am or what I really believe in about myself and all these things because if I have that pretty clear, that self-awareness, I'm probably going to be doing most of the things that I want to. You know, maybe it's traveling, maybe it's school, maybe it's own business, maybe it's martial arts. I don't know. Maybe it's being a NHL coach. I don't well, fucking I know. Mean, like, but one, like, of, one of my favorite things used to be just thinking, and I still ask myself the question all the time, what would you do if you weren't afraid? You know, I mean, like, it's, it's just, that's, and you don't have to wait until you die to say, did I live a good life? You don't have to wait till the end of the day, even. It's, it's moment by moment. You, you take it in the smallest digestible bit of time. And I think that we, we have people that, it's very common. I mean, but, but everybody's afraid. It's either afraid of the embarrassment, afraid of the judgment, afraid of the failure, you know, afraid of the discomfort, afraid of not knowing, you know, afraid of the unknown. You know, all these things are the opposite of what's traditionally comfortable for us. You know, right. we want to be in environments we can control. We want to be able to predict exactly what's going to happen. We want to be successful. We want to be all these things. And in order to stay in that safe zone, 
you avoid any kind of challenge. You know, and I mean, I think that the idea of the other night we were working on front punches and reverse punches, I think. I mean, I think that's cool. That, like, you felt that kind of way and you didn't give a damn who was around. You know, I mean, like, I thought, we had talked about it. I said we should do it on our own so that there's not the distraction and the two cents and everybody's saying this is how I would really, I mean, guys love to do that. This is how yeah. I would really do it. You know, and it's like, but still, it was a group where it was other people, but it was guys we were close enough to. We could tell them to shut the fuck up if we needed to. Right. Um, you know, but but the fact that you were feeling those things and still took the step out of your comfort zone, that's where growth occurs. I mean, that's where, you know, and I think, I mean, to bring it back in terms of relationships, the fear of that is why people lament these obviously bad relationships no matter how good you thought it was it's over and so that person is not with you don't care about you anymore for whatever reason right you know but you're so comfortable with the devil that you know as opposed to the one you don't you're sitting here wishing for something that doesn't want to be with you right well you know? and, and what's the old saying of like comfort's where you go to die it is i mean it, yeah, it, that's, there's, that's there's a, death and sitting there that is a that's a harsh saying it's true though I mean, you're not, you're not evolving. I mean, you know, time and, and I notice that I get older, your body's breaking down here. I mean, like, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's coming after you, man. I mean, like it, it's coming Fa every day. Uh, Father time doesn't stop fucking punching. No, right? it is a blade that is as bloody as any other. I mean, it is coming <laughs> to cut you down and it never loses. And it's like, and if you're not moving forward, you're just letting letting that catch up even quicker. I mean, then, then then it's gonna have to. Yeah. So you gotta always be pushing yourself. Always have to be, you know, a little uncomfortable. I think being a little scared every now and then is a good thing. You know, putting yourself in positions where you're not super comfortable. I've said all the time, I mean, I've had fights where like, I am terrified. I mean, like, there's a guy who's, they're, they're huge. Everybody's bigger than me. And like, and like, and you're in there and you're closing the cage or you're climbing in the ropes and it's like, and this person's going to do everything they can within the rules to try to hurt me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's, it's scary, you know, but that's kind of why I like it. And it's, um, that, that's, it's, uh, you say that out loud and I think hockey is similar. Like there's no escape. You're no. in the arena. They're like short of you making the line change. You're there for 60 minutes, big dog. Like, they can come find you anytime they want and take care of you. And you're also trying to maneuver strategically around those things. And I think you said it earlier, too. Like sports are kind of the metaphor to life. They're a tool for life where we can learn lots of lessons from them. Training's the same way. They're, the lesson is always the same. It's disguised differently. It shows up everywhere, uh, whether it's in running a business, it's in relationship, it's in friendship, it's in taking on new sports, it's playing sports that you've done for 18 years. There are always these things that you can take away to develop self, to develop awareness of self, and also to just plan, you know, use as data for what comes next. And God, how many times have I, I personally sat there and I'm like, wow, this is a lot like a hockey game. And it was involving a relationship. I'm like, sometimes you have to learn how to slow down uh, the game to be able to go better back on offense really well. Um, and you know, whatever way that works. Um, it's all it's all the same. You just it's it's about understanding again, like the true no star. Well, which and direction to take that to that go. analogy, it's like the game. I mean, you've been I'm sure you've been down at the end of the first period before. If you quit, and you say, yeah, I mean, then, then you've already you for sure lost. Yeah. But you understand understand you've got two more to go. You can turn it around, 
And that's the biggest thing. Like, shit's going to happen, and it's going to suck, and it's going to hurt, and you're going to be down two, three goals, and like, and whatever it is. But you've got time to to turn it around if you're willing to do the work. Right. And that, and that's that's where a lot of people stick, are just stick to the process. Afraid mm-hmm. of the process, afraid of the work, afraid of the discomfort. And that's where you have something that is unfortunate become truly tragic. Right. You know, and that's that's it. Well, yeah, I know we were gonna try and keep this short. We've both got busy lives right now. Yeah. Um obviously you're like a, we gotta do this like once monthly. Uh, just make it a routine where Rudy jumps in and, and uh, shatters our world of with truth well, bombs. No, and... I don't think today was was too shy. I was really much in what you were saying. I think you. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. You know, um... it's always a pleasure. We we've talked about this before. Our, what our friendship is, and and uh, it, it's nice knowing that you can have a form of a best friend that you don't have to see or talk to every. You know, you talk whenever you just when it's there. And you know that each person has each person's back and best interests every second. Uh, and it's just a matter of like, dude, we got shit going on and that's cool. Um, but man, uh, people can find you at, uh, was it Zen Teachings or Zen.Teachings? Zen, Zenteachings.com, um, Zen.Teachings on Instagram. It's a Zen Teachings page on Facebook, Zen Teachings on YouTube. Um, but Zen.Teachings, Instagram, check it out. No, I mean, um, you, you have so many thought-provoking posts that, I'm not kidding when I say they're like daily groundings for me. They're they're phenomenal. I think about like you challenge me to think. You also put me onto a good thinking path where I'm not thinking about like on my NCAA bracket. I'm thinking about myself and how I can be a better person to the people around me for myself and just show up better. And that for me is uh, it's a good redirect from this virtual world to what is reality how do you really want to become your best self and, and i for that i appreciate it and well, i appreciate um, that very much man i mean like I, you know how i feel about you and your posts and i uh definitely get a lot from them all the time so i appreciate the feedback and i look forward to us doing this again of course man well if you guys are uh want to hear more or see more of rudy definitely go find him on social media hit him up on his website he's got plenty of uh, opportunity to work with him um, or whether you're just looking for the passive uh, daily income from him, he will provide, no doubt. Um, and I will make sure that's all posted. But for all of you uh, trying to become your best self, don't be afraid to reach out for help. Uh, not to say that either one of us is the answer, but we probably know where to help find it, and we've been through a lot. So uh, we're always trying to help people grow. Yeah, that, that's huge. Reach out. I mean, if, if there's there are people out there, there's one thing I've learned doing Zen teachings, and I, like you know, I've been in the dojo 25 years. It's a very limited, though, scope. We're on the mats. It's a, since I've been running Zen teachings, um, I've come into contact with a lot of people that don't have... I'm, I'm blessed to have the dojo. I'm blessed to have friends like Brian, who I see on a daily basis when I want to. And that's something that I realize more and more now not everybody has. So I hope that, you know, if, if you like my message or Brian's or you relate, you know, or if you don't like either one, don't sit there by yourself, you know, reach out to somebody, um, talk to people, whatever you're going through, I'm sure somebody else has. So, so that's people helping people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, we'll, we'll wrap it up for there. Uh, be attached to self, not to everything else. And we'll leave it at that, but check out life well done and uh, we'll chat later.